1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision.
0: Well, as you know, next week, the whole focus of the nation is going to be on what's happening in the Senate, the upper house in our federal parliament, who are going to be discussing the sorts of issues that are so important for the future of Australia. The idea of religious freedom something I think perhaps lots of Australians don't necessarily understand very deeply and some very flippant in the way they talk about and almost happy to see, well, maybe we'll put the boot into those Christians and uh, really show them where they actually should sit. Well, let's talk about freedoms and what is likely to be upon us, the legislation of same-sex marriage in Australia. Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch back with us. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Well, Bill, an important conversation that will be going on over this next week and uh, really will go on uh, potentially into next year, this idea of freedoms. Uh, It has come to light now, and perhaps as consequences from the same-sex marriage debate, uh, people are now more aware of what is at stake. What are your thoughts?
1: Yes, well, there's been a lot of uh, issues kind of bubbling along ever since the uh Plebiscite announcement came. Uh, in fact, a lot of questions. Uh, I mean, there's questions even about the very vote itself if we wanted to go down that path. Uh, the strange fact that the ABS has said that none of the scrutineers are allowed to say a word about anything, including any irregularities they may have noted, and if they do, they will be punished by force of law, and at some point soon the results will all be. Uh, destroyed. I mean, that's kind of bizarre, That's kind of stuff you read about in maybe North Korea or Cuba, but not in a democracy. So we could backstep a bit and, you know, ask, gee, what's going on with this whole plebiscite? But then there's been plenty more confusion, not just with uh, the government, but the opposition uh, on the one hand saying, well, we're going to get this marriage bill dealt with first and then next year we can look at the issue of religious freedoms and then there's talk about having extra weeks of parliament and then canceling a week of parliament i mean right now everything seems to be in a state of flux uh... certainly the issue of religious liberty should be discussed in fact that's one of the another the bizarre part of this whole exercise we were asked to vote on a marriage plebiscite before we even knew what the actual bill would be. Nobody knew what the uh, final outcome of a pro-homosexual marriage bill would be, and yet we were asked to vote on it. So now we're still waiting. Do we go with the Dean Smith bill? And if we do, will there be amendments to it? Uh You know, it, it was a terribly bad bill when he first introduced it a very strong pro-homosexual marriage bill with almost zero decent religious liberties protections then we had patterson putting up his own bill which was quite good but then he withdrew it on the day of the vote so again things are all in a state of flux uh... certainly freedom is important And this really does have to be hammered out before we go any further.
0: Well, the Prime Minister's promised the legislation before Christmas, and yet there's a review process that's in place that doesn't report until March next year. So Uh, there's an inconsistency there that tends to indicate that there is not going to be freedoms legislation that goes along with the marriage bill.
1: Yeah, and that's the real worry. I mean, how in the world can you talk about we're going to legalize something and worry about any possible negative ramifications down the track? That's usually not how you do good law. In fact, that's a good way to produce bad law with bad outcomes. Uh, how can anybody just ignore this hugely important aspect uh, and just say we're going to rush like mad to get through a pro-homosexual marriage bill? I mean, this has just been so bizarre. We Usually, we you know, things drag out for ages. Here in Victoria, we've been waiting decades to you know figure out which uh... way to build a new section of the road to the airport but here they just want to rush this through like mad without any proper considerations of some very important issues including that of religious freedom in fact the bizarre thing is the other side right they've been telling us all along "Oh, this won't impact any of you there'll be no problems you know this is this is not gonna harm anybody uh... and yet it's obviously going to be something that's going to impact all of us, and yet they want that not even discussed until after a bill is passed.
0: Bill, the title of one of your latest articles, Homosexual Marriage Always Trumps Religious Freedom, that is a statement which is based on the overseas experiments that have been going on, and uh, and it doesn't look good for religious freedom because homosexual marriage is likely to change those freedoms forever.
1: Yeah, well, again, that's all we have to do in these cases is look where it's already happened. Look at other countries that have legalized homosexual marriage. See what the repercussions are there. And it's pretty clear that religious freedoms are being trumped on all the time whenever we get laws like this being passed. So uh, if we want to know which way things are going to go here, just look overseas. It's not looking good at all.
0: And you're saying Christians especially will be the biggest losers.
1: Uh, Minority groups, ethnic groups, all kinds of groups. You you can be a non-Christian, not believe that marriage can be redefined like this. So everybody is at risk. But certainly Christians have been at the forefront of facing the heavy hand of the law. They've been the ones who've lost their jobs. They've been fined, often uh, even going to jail, simply for saying, no, I don't uh, agree that marriage is other than between a man and a woman. So, in fact, one of my books I wrote about four years ago had nearly 200 examples of primarily Christians. Losing their work, uh, being fined, and so on, all because of these kind of uh, laws that make no provision whatsoever for genuine freedom of conscience, freedom of speech, religious freedom.
0: Bill, you're indicating that if we learn anything from the overseas experience, uh, the freedoms that we are talking about that need to be protected mm. are likely to be targeted fast and furiously, yep. both by the state and by activists. Yep. Well, uh, that sounds a little alarmist, but <laughs> I, think, I think we can, if we just look at the headlines, we yep. can see that is a very significant reality.
1: Well, it should sound alarming. It is alarming. Uh, as I stated in my piece, uh, laws basically, when it comes to you know various behaviors and activities, we really have three kinds of laws. A government can either prohibit something, it can permit something, or it can promote something. And usually, you go in that order. And we've seen exactly that with the homosexual issue: uh, first prohibited, then permitted, and now actively promoted by the government. And of course, whenever you create rights to something, in this case, a right to fake marriage, well, there's always corresponding duties. If there is a right, to so-called homosexual marriage then everybody has to comply everybody has to go along with it so that will mean your christian cake maker your christian florist your christian reception hall owner your christian photographer just as we've seen over and over and over again overseas people losing their jobs being fined tens of thousands sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars all because they will not go along with the new normal So that's the scary bit, and our government is refusing to even discuss these issues. Instead, they just want to rush through uh, a pro-homosexual marriage bill and somehow think that later on they can maybe deal with it. Well, sorry, it'll be well too late by then, and there'll be too many of us who will feel the heavy hand of the law in the meantime.
0: Bill, uh, they're saying... Trust me, Uh, MPs who think that it will be easy to work through these issues, it's a separate thing to the marriage legislation, and uh, trust us, it'll all be okay. Uh, What are your thoughts on MPs who say, trust me?
1: Yeah, well, right, you know, the checks in the mail, we've heard all that before. (laughs) I wouldn't bank on it. In fact, again, we can go by what the politicians have said before the vote. Uh, people like Penny Wong, for example, of Labor said, if the no vote loses, we want them, we want them basically to sit down and shut up. That was basically her threat. If we lose, we should not even be able to really be talking about this anymore. And then you've got homosexual, not just pro-homosexual, but homosexual MPs in the Liberal Party, not just Dean Smith, but think of Tim Wilson. Tim Wilson has just come out after the vote saying, well, we don't want to, you know, we really don't really want to look at these religious freedoms too much because that's discrimination. We voted for homosexual marriage, therefore we should not be going down the path of uh, exemptions and so on for religious groups. So here we have even Liberal Party members who are also homosexuals telling us nope it's dangerous to allow any kind of exemptions that's really discrimination and therefore uh... you know basically the less of it the better
0: This week it's become more prominent from the Attorney-General who has a call for the addition of Article 18 from the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights which in its first paragraph says everyone shall have the right to freedom of thought, conscience and religion. This right shall include freedom to have or to adopt a religion or belief of his choice and freedom either individually or in a community with others and in public or private to manifest his religion or belief in worship, observance practice and teaching if that went in there wouldn't that go a long way to at least airing the idea that that freedoms are important and that they are a part of what's happened with this law
1: well it could in theory Uh, first of all that's just the first of four clauses actually in that particular uh, document you know it sounds good in theory uh but how does it work out in practice uh, the devil is always in the detail for example the third clause which I, you know, I list all four of the clauses in my article the third one talks about how these various uh preferences for uh, religious liberty if you will of course have to be kept in check or balanced by existing laws on the books in the countries that they're uh... in uh... you know so if we already have this raft of anti-discrimination uh... vilification equal opportunity laws all of which have been used often to target christians um, you know this kind of uh... well it's almost a motherhood statement that'll sound good but it really won't do much of anything at all we still have to abide by an increasingly hostile set of laws Uh, which are really hammering free speech and even freedom of conscience.
0: And really what I think listeners will hear you saying, Bill, is brace yourself. There's going to be a crackdown on dissent and a time to pray. Let me ask you about this time because not yet yet. Uh, We don't have uh, that law already passed. Is Mm. there time here uh, to expect some intervention from God uh, in some ways that will protect the freedoms? Mm. We don't expect that there's going to be a change in the way the legislation will go through. There will be same-sex marriage, but there is a need here, isn't there, for some level of protection? How ought we be praying?
1: Mm. Well, absolutely. We have to continue praying and working, just like before the plebiscite, the same after. Uh, we can 't go to sleep here, we have to keep at it. Uh, it will be a miracle to get proper protections and Of course, as I said, in my piece, even if we do get some protections, uh, when a government can give you exemptions, right they can just as easily take them away so it 's uh, you know they 're almost not worth the the paper they 're printed on, so we really have to pray for some kind of miracle here. Either that this whole process gets slowed down, as I say, these guys want to rush it through, uh, but others are even asking if it's in fact even constitutional to alter the nature of marriage. So maybe some, uh, you know, some miracle we can get some common sense legislators saying, wait a minute, we've got to look at a whole bunch of issues, and of course, in the meantime, put your prayers into action, uh, contact your local members, and tell them about your very real concerns about the loss of religious freedom here and make sure that's represented in any bills that go through.
0: Well, Bill, I'll point listeners to the article we've been talking about, Homosexual Marriage Always Trumps Religious Freedom. People can read that article at BillMuhlenberg.com or simply Google Culture Watch. Bill, good getting your insights as always. Thanks so much for taking time to talk to us again today on 2020.
1: Always a pleasure.